And just keep your hearts open. Just, yeah, and see what God may say to you today. Thanks, Greg. Hey, good morning, everyone. Wasn't it fantastic worship time just then? We could just continue for the next hour and we'll be right. It's all good. It's all good. I think I'll do communion at the end, Christy. I was sending Christy text yesterday. Oh, I might do communion straight after when I get it. I might, um, yeah, so probably at the end or halfway through or in five minutes, Christy. Yeah, I'll let you know. Now, I don't want to draw your attention to Matt, who just turned the air conditioning down. We do, thought we'd do that discreetly, so you did that very discreetly, Matt. That was good. Ah, <laughs> uh, It's just, just good to be in church, isn't it? It's good to be home uh, with Christian brothers and sisters. It's just, just wonderful to be in his presence together. Uh, just before I came up here, I just felt the Lord just impressing on me the scripture. It's from Numbers 6. Uh, the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now, I just think that's for someone here this morning that he's, he's just wanting to give you a big hug and say it's okay, okay? It's okay. He knows what you're going through. And his face is shining upon you. In fact, I'm going to pray. Let's, let's, let's close our eyes. Father, you just love us. And, Lord, just through the worship, Lord God, you've been speaking to each one of us. You're meeting us where we are. You know our hunger. You know our passions. You know our hurts. Lord, you know what we need today. Oh, Father, I just pray that I know you've already started, Lord, from the moment we, we got up this morning and you started speaking to us. But, Lord, I just pray you continue to minister to us today just through the remainder of the service just through your, your presence, the presence, your presence, Holy Spirit. Just teach us and minister to us. Oh, Father, I know you're excited about the new Christians course that Daryl's running. Lord, I just pray that you just really breathe life into that course. Father, just I see wonderful things started just in, in people's lives as they just go through and, and begin to, to mine the rich treasures which are in your word, Father. Oh, Lord, we just just love you. We just worship you, Father. We just need you in our lives. We need your presence. We need your guidance. We, we just need our, our Father God just to, to care for us and to teach us. And we just love you, Lord. We just just want to be real sensitive to what you're, you're speaking into your church today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God's a good God, isn't he? Of course, you've got to agree with that. It's all good. Can I do a bit of swap of roosies here, Matt? I like the little one because this one makes me look short. <laughs> and I, I spilled communion again. I've now got a 100% strike rate on spilling communion in church. It's all good. It's all very, very good. <sighs> it's all good. Don't you hate it? When people answer their own questions, I know I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, I've got to. <laughs> I caught Josh reading the S words in the dictionary last night. I just knew he was up to something. <laughs> there's more, there's more. Did you hear about the two baked beans that travelled around Australia? They ended up in cans. <laughs> okay.
One more. This is, this is an interesting fact. Okay, this is a very interesting fact. Did you know that if all employees of McDonald's from all around the world joined hands in an unbroken line, you'll have to make your own burgers. <laughs> yeah. I'd just like to um, give credit to the Facebook group called Dad Jokes Australia, <laughs> which I'm the 25,003rd member. So there's a lot of us out there. It's all good. <laughs> oh, it's good to laugh. I need to laugh. I can't be serious. I'm uh, at, at work. I just Friday was a very very stressful day for me at work. Had a lot of big things coming together there in the week. The government had given us a lot of money to upgrade a facility, and then. The pressure's on because we've got to start planning and building this reports and things that have to happen. So I decided, right, Friday's dad joke day. So <laughs> strangely, I had some of my employees take some time in lieu in the afternoon. I just could not find them when I was coming up to um, share some jokes with them. I don't know what happened there, but we'll talk more on Monday. But it's all good. It's all good. So I, this morning, I just want to spend some time talking about something which the, the Holy Spirit has been really teaching me in my life, and I'll give it a label. I'll call it active Christianity. Uh, and this is just something that, that the Lord's been teaching me, and I just think, well, if he's teaching me, perhaps there's a life lesson you can learn. Um, and it really came to a head with me and God after our second, we've got two cars, our second family car, which I was driving, was involved in a, in a collision at a roundabout where we're on holiday. Someone read a red light and smashed into the side of our Pajero and dented up and you know it was still drivable but not really a nice thing when you're on holidays and I, I was I was grumbling I said Lord come on what's going on here we tithe aren't you supposed to be looking after all our stuff because just prior to that a, a month or so before I'd hit a wombat in Stacey's Peugeot to make it worse it was after a really awesome night of Friday church we're driving home on a high from Friday church bang we hit this little thing on a low and it was um and so, and, and I don't know, dealing with insurance companies and the inconvenience of, of not being without your vehicle is just not one of life's great things. I just don't like it. I, it was, and I was just grumbling. I'm like, God, what is going on here? And just other things were just not seeming to go right. And I just said, Lord, come on. You know, what's going on? I, I don't know. I'm probably the only one that, that, um, that does this to God. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I'm not, but. I said, what's, what's going on? And um, I didn't really get a response, and I just felt prompted just to, to begin to study and pray through Psalm 91. And then around about that same time, you might remember Scotty and Brett Linder were here, and they were wonderful. I, I was really blessed by, by their ministry. I'm always blessed by anyone's ministry that comes through. I think we have some fantastic ministry through church with that Pastor Darrell, Others who, who speak from the podium or, or visiting ministry, I'm just always blessed. I just think it's wonderful. Um, so anyway, I, um, Stacey and I had the opportunity just before they headed back to Sydney to have breakfast with them. And I, I said to Brett, Brett, this is what's been happening. And, oh, it's bugging me and I'm tired and, you know, I expect God to look after things. And he, he, he and I said, look, I just, this might sound a bit funny, but I've just been led to, um, just, just speak. Psalm 91 over our life, and he said, oh, I'm glad you said that because I was about to say that's what you need to do, you know. Um, and, and he just encouraged me and, and spoke about actively claiming you know, God's protection. And, and he, he explained some things he felt led to do 
over his life and those where he, he regularly takes communion just about every morning. That was something he felt led to do. He didn't say that's something you have to do. Uh, he just said the, the Holy Spirit had prompted him through his, his prayer time, through his time with the Lord, that that was something he did. And he says he, he actively uh, just each morning uh, you know, prays for his health and his finances and, and their possessions and just their family and connections. He, he, he did that every morning. And he, he was telling me why just the environment, he's exposed to a lot of sickness and, and issues through his ministry. And the Lord, he just felt led to, to actively pray that protection each day. And he, he said, I'm not saying you're to do that. He said, that's just giving you an example of, of what I feel led to do uh, in my life. Um, and I just thought that was, that was really good. So he said, take away from that what you will. And I did, and I, I prayed about it. And so, oh, goodness me, how long since they've been here? A month, two months? So I'm pretty much stuck in Psalm 91. I can quote it in just about every translation. Um, although I tend to mix the translations up, it's uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, mix up the message with the New King James, and you get a it's yeah fun. Um, and, and I've just really, really just just found that for us that was the the right thing to do. And we hit uh, we're coming back from Shepparton the other day, and a hundred and something we hit a um, a nice big soft crested cockatoo, and I thought there goes the grill. And you've seen Stacey's Peugeot; it's all grill. It looks like it's going to eat you. And I'm like, oh, great, there's another couple hundred bucks. Nothing, nothing wrong. It's fantastic. I just thought, Lord, I reckon that's you. I just reckon that's you. And just, just other, other smaller things I've noticed, a, a bit of a shift in uh, situations we've been going through. So I, I just, you know, really actively engaging my, my faith and, and, and praying through that Psalm 91, I, I felt um, has just, just really really helped us in our walk and really helped me in my situation, just applying scripture in that way. And I, I don't know what the, the Lord's leading you to do, whether that's something you do or feel, feel led not to do, but that's, you know, I just want to encourage you that perhaps if things aren't shifting, if you do something differently, you might see a shift. And so active Christianity, I've got a note here, involves caring for that which has been planted in your life. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and 7 says this, I planted the seed into your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. Amen. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Amen. Amen. It's, it's that, that active watering, isn't it? It's that principle of sowing and reaping, and then there's that watering in the in the middle there, and that principle of sowing and reaping is consistent right throughout Scripture. You, you pick that up right throughout Scripture, and of course that's that's one of the principles when we talk about giving offering and giving your tithe. That's that's one of the principles we very much engage in um, in church. So it's it's a it's a bit of a fundamental core time type of thing we we teach, and it's really good. Um, and and you think about that principle of sowing and watering and reaping, and you think about a new Christian. Now, I know that the Holy Spirit can teach you all things. You don't need to do courses or things. The Holy Spirit can teach you all this. Um, and, and Brett made that clear to me. He said, look, I can tell you all these things and I can give you a formula. But he said, really, you need to seek the Holy Spirit in his direction through his word and through your time with God and he will teach you what is right in your life. But I just love the whole idea of the new Christians class because you think about it. You know, I mean, you don't have to work your salvation. So I, I'm... When I was saved, I wasn't saved because I was a nice person. 
Uh, I might have been a little bit the opposite when I was saved. Or, you know, I, I didn't earn my salvation because I came to church and behaved myself during the week. Um, salvation is it, it's a gift from God. It, it's the, the ultimate gift. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Amen. What a, what a wonderful thing he's done for us. But the thing with your Christian faith is you need to cultivate your understanding. So that's why we study the scripture. That's why we spend time with God in prayer. Uh, just well throughout the day, that's why we spend, spend God. Because as you, you water that seed faith, that seed that was sown into your life when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you grow, don't you? Yeah, you grow. And I'm just really excited about this, this new Christian course that, that Daryl's running. I just really think that is the start of a, a key, a, a key for our church, a key for church growth, a key for, for just the, the future of our church. Because it's really important foundational stuff that he'll be teaching. And the whole Christian life is about doing something. We read in James 4 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. See, there's something you can do to cause the creator of heaven and earth to draw near to you. It's not sit back in the corner, I'm a Christian now. Nothing's happening, I'm not changing. No, you need to spend time in the Word. You need to spend time praying and studying and and as the Lord leaves you, you can't just, well, I'm a Christian now and that's it, and stop because you you just stop. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. There's something you can do that, that invokes a response from the Almighty. There's a song, He Moves, You Move. I can't remember it. So anyway, it's all good. The boys like it. Psalm 91. I'm not going to quote it because I will mix it up and swap between different versions. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armour and your protection. Amen. What a great thing to claim. Lord, your faithful promises are my armour and my protection. I mean, you want to see your life change? Start, start declaring that over your life each morning. Lord God, your promises are my armour and my protection. Lord, your promises are protecting my family. You know, protecting my job, protecting my children. Just start, start declaring. You know, the declaration of your mouth is very, very powerful. Okay. If I, if I stood up here today and said, well, life church, we're just dying out. You know, no one's interested in Christianity. We're just going to fade out. So Lord, just help us till we fade out. And if that's my declaration for the next three months, you see us fade out. If that's the declaration of Pastor Darius, you, you just see, and, and let's let's put aside the spiritual connections you make with the realm that's fighting against what's going on here. Just the psychological connection of someone being depressive and negative. I mean, that's enough to wipe you out anyway. I mean, I just feel I just feel low just saying that. It just feels horrible and yucky, doesn't it? You know, I just come against that. That was not an actual declaration. That was an example. So, you know, but if we start start to speak life into things like. You know, this new Christians course that Daryl's running, Lord, we just see that, that going from strength to strength to strength. We're going to have to fit out that room over there as a classroom because it's, we're going to need some sort of dedicated classroom type facility. Our children, I mean, look at the children we have here. We've got the, the issue now of, um, 
you know, our children's program, just looking how we run the those things, you know, and, and th those are good sort of problems. I just see a, a church that's going to be way too big for this building. You know, I just see a church that's going to give us problems with car parking. We're going to need a couple of million bucks for a two-story concrete car park out there. You know, I, I just see lives transformed. I see really key figures in our town, just, you know, statesmen, stateswomen in our town, the mayor, the CEO of organisations in our town getting saved and, and coming to church and really equipping financially the work of the church. I mean, how much better does that make you feel? You know, and what's it say if you ask things in my name? It talks about, let's, I'll Google that later, but, you know, it's basically talking about, you know, whatever you ask in my name. Now, God's looking for someone to partner with. So he can partner with that because that's what he wants to do in our district, isn't it? Spread his gospel. That's the Great Commission. So let's partner with that. Let's speak life into that. Let's be active and do it on purpose. Amen. We've got a fantastic church. We really do. I love each and every one of you. You've got a really key part to play in the church, the life that you bring to church, the connections that each of you make in the community, in your families are important. Amen. You're positioned in your family, in your leisure club, in your workplace, in your social circles, in that random place at the supermarket for, for a purpose. Amen. Amen. You're not, not here by accident. Your life, God has a purpose for your life. So I guess... It would be a good time, a good thing to, to note down and just perhaps in your time with the Lord, just, just say, Lord, what are you leading me to do? Is there there's something you're leading me to do? I'm not talking about works here. I'm talking about what is, what is the Almighty Lord speaking to you and saying perhaps it's, um, perhaps it's learn more in the Scriptures, perhaps it's step out boldly at work, perhaps it's apply this Scripture to your life. It might be to study on this topic. I, I don't know, but you know, it'd be a great time just to say, Lord, oh Holy Spirit, what are you leading me to do? What part of active Christianity do I need to focus on? Brett also said something to me that was really good at the time, but the more I think about it, it's actually really profound. I sort of reflect back and go, Wow, that was that was profound. Uh, and he said to me that my ministry or our ministry, um, should be from the overflow of the time you've spent with God. Okay, so what I'm doing up here, I, I haven't just been been ignoring my, my time with God and just got up here 10 minutes, eight and a half minutes ago. Uh, no, I've been speaking with God during my personal prayer time during the week, not even, not even about what he wants me to share on Sunday, but just, Spending time with him. I, I, I meet God often on my bike down a place called Scrubby Lane. I know it sounds funny, but I just, I love riding down this particular dirt access track a, a couple of k's from our house because it's just tree lined with old gum trees the whole way. And it's just, I just sort of slow down and, and God just speaks to me there. It's just, and I'm sure you've all got somewhere that, um, God speaks to you. But, this whole thing that ministry should be the overflow of your time with God. And, and Daryl says a similar thing. And, you know, he explains to me various situations, not here, but he may have been involved in with 
you know, if you find a situation, someone may have fallen out of ministry or, or had a problem, often you go back and, and go, well, how's, how's your time with God? Are you you're spending time with God reading your Bible? And often you'll find that that's fallen by the wayside and they're just doing things out of their own strength. So you, know, you really need that overflow. And, and I think not just ministry, I think our whole life needs to be lived out of the overflow of our time with God. I really do. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. <laughs> Seek the kingdom of God above all else. If that's not a, a key pointer to living life out of the overflow, I don't know what is. You seek, seek him first, put him first in your life, and the rest, I'm not going to say it's easy because life isn't easy, but you're prepared for the storms that come along in life. Seek him first. I'll give you a bit of an example, an air compressor. I went to pump up the tyre um, on a wheelbarrow the other day and I've got an air compressor and it's fairly airtight. You can leave it running and it'll actually hold a full charge in the air tank. So I wheeled out the wheel, this big heavy McClelland air compressor we've got and I went to put the attachment on the hose on the on the, the wheelbarrow tyre, on, on the strata valve, and nothing. There was air in the compressor, but it was at the same pressure as the outside air. It all leaked out. And something had got stuck on and it, it, it had leaked out. So from the outside, this compressor looked exactly like it was meant to look. It was this electric motor with a compression piston on the top and a tank and a hose and a fitting. So it looked like it was right to do the job. But when I, I went to deliver air and pump up this tyre, there was no overflow from the tank to fill the tyre up. So the only way that thing can do its job is if you plug it in, it gets switched into the power and it fills up so that it can overflow. I mean, it still looks the same from the outside, but it can't do its job until it can overflow into a tyre that I need to pump up. It's just like our lives. We might look the same to each, everyone else on the end, outside, but how are we on the inside? Have we got that overflow? Are we overflowing from our time with God? Because it's really important because I can't look at you and see how you're going. You're the only one that knows how full your tank is because it's really easy for all that to just leak out and you just equalise with the world and with, with life around you because it takes effort for that compressor to compress that air into that tank. It takes no effort for it to maintain the same pressure as the outside atmosphere. It's just like our lives and our walks with Christ. I had a, I've had a break from regular exercise for the last four weeks. I got a little bit crook before Christmas and stopped running, which is a bit of a shame because I was getting some good times, and stopped bike riding. I only ride once or twice a week uh, instead of nearly every night. And so I was... Um, I thought, I'll go for a ride. I really, really miss my, my regular ride. So I went for a ride last night. I've got this, this hill up from our place, and it's usually nothing to me. It was when I first started. I had to stop, which is really embarrassing if you saw the hill. Um, and I'm riding up, and I'm going, oh, oh, I'm in gear one, two. I'm like, oh, oh, my goodness. I really have not been regularly exercising for the last four weeks. I can tell. And I'm riding along, and my heart's pumping. I can hear it in my head. I'm like, Oh my goodness, and I'm, I've got a little speedo on my bike and I like to stay above a certain average speed because that, you know, where I am and it, it, 
it's got an arrow up if I'm over my average or two arrows if I'm under my average and, and it's got a memory and here it is the arrow didn't go above the upwards you're over your average it was I'm thinking my average is coming down you know and I'm riding up this 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 hill and and God's talking to me because he does that on my bike it's fantastic and and he's talking to me and he's going you know you know this was quite hard when you did it. I'm like, yeah, God, I, I know that. And he's saying, well, isn't it amazing how this was nothing to you a few weeks ago? You could fly around this, this, this course that you got planned out a few weeks ago, but after four weeks doing nothing and the Christmas period in between where there's lots of yummy food, um, bring on the uh, pavlova and all that stuff. I, I ate so much of that. Um, so I haven't gone back up a size, but, yeah. And I'm just feeling God talking to me. And he, he's like, you know, you were overflowing with fitness and energy before. And before, out of the overflow, I could do more. I could go quicker. I could go further. I could go harder. So my goals, initially, my goal was to ride five kilometers up to the end of the sealed section of road near our house and back. That was that was my goal. But once I'd achieved that two or three times, I thought, well, that's a bit of a joke. I, I can do this easy. Then I started, my fitness was overflowing, so I went further. I'm like, well, I can, I can do that in quicker than that time. I'm going to show 10 minutes off my overall time. And I've got this app on my, my phone, which, which maps where I ride and it tells me between segments how quick I am and my personal best. And I'm achieving all these, every, every time I ride, I would be breaking another record on a, another segment of road. And, and, I was just out of my overflow of fitness. I'm just achieving more, going further, and and it's got it getting all these other results, you know, all these fitness results. I felt better. I felt better spending time with the kids. I could run around with them, and then you stop doing it. It was like, oh. and I found I was just exhausted from doing nothing over the last four weeks. It's like I'm tired because I'm doing nothing, and yet when I jump on the bike, it's like, oh, that's so much better. Or go for a walk, or go for a run, and. Out of the overflow of your time with Jesus, you'll just find that the more time you spend, it might be difficult to get that habit in place in the first instance. But as you spend more time in his word, he's going to reveal more. You're going to go, oh, wow, that's easy. You're going to look forward to it. I look forward to riding. I was getting up at silly times in the morning to go for a run. I was going for a run at lunchtime. That's crazy. Who does that? Christy does that. <laughs> you know, but... So it's the same thing in, in our, our walk with the Lord. You know, you, you spend more time in, in his presence and you just start to overflow and all of a sudden, you know, that first time you go and speak to a stranger in the supermarket because you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you go, ooh, I'm not going to do that. That's embarrassing. Well, after a few times, you start exercising that particular skill and that leading and it becomes, well, Lord, if you say so, I will do that. It's worked before. I'll do it again. And then all of a sudden, you're the same physical person with the same allotted amount of time, but you're doing more with what you've been given. Amen? These things about habits, I've been told or you hear quite often that it takes 30 days for a habit to form, and I, I, I've seen that in my life, especially with, with, with starting to ride a bike regularly and, and, and trying to run regularly, and you just find it does form a habit. But I think you also find that habits are cemented and refined over a lifetime because it was pretty easy to fall out of that habit and go back to the lifetime habit of inactivity and eating perhaps not as good as I should have. 
So the longer you do it, the better you get at it, the more it just becomes who you are. So I spend time with God. It's a habit. It's a habit I'm forming. It might be difficult at the start and in the interim, but over the long term, you're going to see the benefits. Out of the overflow, you can expand your norm. Out of the overflow, you can do more with less. Amen. Amen. The more time I spend with God, the more the overflow and the better I personally find I can hear his voice when he's speaking into situations and speaking into my life. John 10.27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Our children, when they were learning to speak, um, we can understand what they were saying because we heard them regularly. And people would say, oh, what's Tyler saying? We, we can't, he's kind of speaking toddler language. I'm thinking it's clear as day to me. you know. <laughs> but I could hear it clearly and understand because I heard it so often. I just knew what he was trying to say. And, and if you weren't involved in their children when they were at that stage in their life and they were learning to talk, you wouldn't have understood it. You would have had to listen really hard. Oh, I think they said this. But the more I listened to their voice, the more I understood them. And you'll find in your time with God, the more you listen to his voice, the easier he is to understand or the easier you understand him. Mm. Can I just encourage you to live life out of the overflow? It changes your life. And I've given you the example of the air compressor and the fitness thing, it, but it really does change your life. It, Activating your Christianity, actively reading the word and spending time, it just changes. You just you do more with the same. And the thing is, unlike the air compressor, which doesn't change the more it gets used, the more you spend time with God, the more you change. And you'll probably find that the more you spend time with God, the more he changes you and you, you don't even realize it's happening. I just think of some of the issues I, I had in my life, just anger issues I used to have, frustration issues. I used to get frustrated really, really easy. And just spending time with the Lord, I just found, like, oh, you know, I don't get so frustrated so easily anymore. And I did some study on that myself. I looked up all the verses on anger and I copied them onto my Bible software and so I studied that out, but I can't remember a specific day when that just went. It just I look back and go, oh, that's not a problem anymore. Amen. Amen. God's good. John sixteen thirty three says this I have told you all this so that you have may have peace in me. That's Jesus saying that. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Unfortunately, that's just the reality. Jesus said it himself. You and I all know that. But take heart, <laughs> because I have overcome the world. Amen. Mm. I have told you this so that you may have peace in me. And I look back over my life and I remember when I used to think, when I, I find a, 
the right woman for me, I'll be happy. When I get a different job that pays this amount, I'll be happy. When I get rid of that stupid old car, I'll be happy. When we have children, no, I never said that. Um, <laughs> now we've had children, we're happy. Children are wonderful. When they leave home, we'll be happy. No, we won't because we enjoy each and every day. But for so long I live my life just thinking when this happens, I will be happy. When there's no more stress and strain and conflict in our family circles and in my work circles, I will be happy. When there's no more sickness in the world, I will be happy. When there's world peace, I will be happy. Do you see how ridiculous that statement is? Because if you're, if you're expecting your external circumstances to make you happy, then Jesus himself says, here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows. So I'm, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. You're looking for something that's not going to happen. I've told you this so that you may have peace in me. So we can stop waiting for the new car and the new job and the relationship to be mended. And God loves you and I believe he wants to bless you and, and give you miraculous breakthroughs in all those situations. That frustration with your job, he knows. He knows. That frustration in your family, he knows. He knows it's there. Amen. You give it to him. You spend time with him. And out of that overflow of your time with him, you'll know how to handle that. And perhaps handling that is, Lord, I leave that issue with you. I can't do anything about it. And, in fact, it makes me angry and frustrated trying to work my way through that. So I'm just leaving that situation, that struggle I have, that sickness I have with you because we know he's a healing God. We know he's a miraculous God. Amen. And he can and he will break through in your situation. But he told us that so we can have peace in him. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Lord God, we love you. Lord, right now on purpose we place our trust in you. Father, I just pray that the storms of life that you said would come upon us, you said they're going to happen. Lord, we place our trust in you. I just speak blessing over every young man, woman, every every man and woman and child in this, this place, Lord. I speak blessing. I speak peace into their situation. But above all, Lord, I speak you into the situation. I speak your life into the situation of their life. Right now, Father, any frustration we give to you. Oh, Lord, any resolve we've made to walk on. Lord, I just pray you keep strengthening that resolve by your strength. We do it not in our strength, Lord. That resolve was made based on a promise, based on a word from you. And, Lord, you're going to see that work through to the end. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Amen. Could I get those who are handing out communion to hand out communion? And I'm sorry to muck you around, Christy, again, but we probably will do the, the new song, the, the bit of that. I'll point it out, whatever it's called. Yeah, that sounds good. 
Um, we'll probably probably just do that once communion's been handed around. Had this verse from Luke. I walked into the church just to put some notes together for today, um, and I'd forgotten. I was kind of doing communion, then I remembered, and I was just just walking around here just briefly, just 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 seeking the Lord for a sense of what He wanted to say here tomorrow. And I had Luke four eighteen nineteen on my heart. And Jesus was quoting this from, from the, uh, the scroll of Isaiah, around about 61 we've numbered it as in our modern, modern Bibles. And he read this out in the synagogue in the village of Nazareth. And when he read it out, he caused quite a stir in town. You know, they wanted to run him off a cliff or, or something, something like that. But I just really felt strongly just to, to pray this over each one of you today and just for you to pray this over yourself today says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has set me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. And after that last comma, I just felt, really felt strongly that the Lord was saying, that's prophetic, you need to bring that this morning over the church, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. Amen. The time of the Lord's favour has come. Amen. Amen. Mm. Holy Spirit, just minister to each one of us as we sit here this morning, as we take communion. Just speak to us right now, just in the very depths, deep crying out to deep, Lord God. I just believe right now I speak this over this people, over this district, over this town, over this church, that the time of the Lord's favour has come. Lord, we've seen it. You've given us visions of what it will look like. But we declare right now, Father, we partner with your word that the time of the Lord's favour has come. Lord, we claim that as a church for our town. We claim that as a church for our church, for every single man, woman and child in this building who will be in this building. Who, Lord, you have a purpose for them to, to serve you as part of this this body, as part of this congregation, Lord, the time of the Lord's favour has come. Lord, we actively seek you out in our personal lives. Lord, we need to do more with what you've given us now. We need to, to live our lives out of the overflow. Not just enough to get by. Lord, each one of us have a commission. You say in Matthew 28, therefore go and... Make disciples of all the nations. Lord, that's a charge to each one of us. Where to do that, Father God? We need to do that out of the overflow. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, you impress on every man, woman and child in this place today that they need to be overflowing. They need to spend time with you. However you teach them and you speak to them that they're to do that, 
I'm not putting down a, a set of models or rules here, Lord. I'm simply passing on a principle. Father, I pray that you empower them, you give them the hunger just for that time with you, that overflow, to do more with the same. Oh, Jesus, we just love you. We just love you. And just with that, that biscuit, each one of you has been... Actually, let's stand. Let's stand. Um, guys, I might get you to change the lights over to the worship setting because we'll, I'll finish the meeting very shortly. Um, this this bit, of, bit of biscuit that we've got here, you know, this represents his body that was broken for us. Amen. His side that was pierced on the cross. I thought Matt did a fantastic job of communion last week. I was at the back bawling. I just, God really spoke to me. Grace. Amen. Grace. He did this out of love, out of his good grace for you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Just take this biscuit and just remember the love he has for you. Thank you, Jesus. What's left of the communion in your glass? If you're like me, you've knocked half it out. Lord, but we just take this, this reminder here, this, this juice, Father. Lord, this reminds us of your blood that was shed for us, Lord. Blood that was shed for our sin. Lord, blood that was said, shed for the forgiveness of sin. Lord, so that we're no longer sinners, we're saints, we're forgiven, we're washed clean. We're not weasels crawling our way around this earth. We're not wretched human beings. Lord, we are saved. We are changed and transformed by that miraculous act of salvation on the cross. Lord, we are new creations. We are sons and daughters of the King, washed clean by his blood. Oh, Lord, we just remember that this morning. Father, we just, just take this, Lord, just declaring who we are. We're your children. We are saved. We are washed clean. We are new creations. Old things have passed away. And we've been made new. Lord, we take this in the newness, in the freshness of what you've given us. And Lord, also, last but not least, Lord, we take this to remind you that your blood was shed for our healing. And Lord, we claim that too this morning. If you're sick in body, you take this. You just claim his healing in Jesus' name. Just partake when you're ready. I'll just get the worship team just to lead us around that chorus of that new song again. Of the Lord our God, who praises thee forevermore, forever we will sing our praise, O Lord, O Lord our God. Praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name 
We love your presence. We love what you teach us. We love how you change us, Lord God. Oh, we love that you've saved us and redeemed us and changed us, Father. Lord, we love who we are in you. We love the identity that you give each one of us, Father. Oh, Jesus, we just love you. Amen. Amen. So I hope I've encouraged you, friends, that... um, Live out of the overflow. Don't run empty. Live out of the overflow. It's the best way to live. Just as I dismiss us this morning, let me pray number 624 over you again. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your peace. Amen. Amen. Go and enjoy each other's company over a cuppa.